0: Come in to the Denver Sports Pod, uh, presented by Breckenridge Brewery Seltzies. Find them at the DNVR bar. Delicious right now at a watch party. You want to stay hydrated. You want to stay engaged. Perfect combo for you. I am joined by my guys, my draft guys. And if I sound excited, it's not because we're live on a show. It's because these are two... Of the sweetest, most wonderful days of the year for me. I just oh, get I to bask. Say oh, right. That would have made sense, Henry. That would have made <laughs> sense. No, it's the 48 hours, not the people I'm with that make all the difference here. Um, yeah, man, I'm pretty hyped. How are you guys? I'm hyped. I I'm was a little pumped, more hyped man. when you were saying all yeah. those
1: nice things about me that turned out to be about <laughs> the, the days.
2: But uh, we'll I'll we'll, we'll get over it and we'll have some fun. Finally get Justin? to find out where Trent McBride's going, right? I mean, this has been a thing I've been talking about now for like eight months. So I'm, I'm excited to see it all come to fruition, see where he ends up. There's some late hype for him to potentially go in the first round, which is, is awesome. He had a, a lot of preseason and I would say even early and midseason hype to go in the first round. Then it kind of faded. We'll see. Uh, DraftKings has it at plus 450. We'll talk about that later, but uh, I'm looking forward to all of it. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the Broncos. And I think more than anything, I'm, I'm just looking forward to not having the uh, the stress of needing a quarterback in a, in a very weird year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I feel like,
1: uh, kind of like what you were saying, There's the reports are there's like 15 to 18 guys, depending on which team you ask, that they have first-round grades on. And, you know, then there's like Trey McBride's probably just outside that. But there's 40 other guys who are just outside that as well. So you right. could see Trey McBride be like the 20th pick. You could see him slide. And that's true of all those guys. And I think that's what's going to make this draft so fun is that it's it's just going to be chaos.
0: Yeah, it chaos. does feel like the most unpredictable draft we've had in a while, especially with this top three. Lots more. uh Hype about Trayvon Walker going first overall, maybe Derek Stingley Jr. going third overall when the top three is unpredictable. I mean, everything's up for grabs. But let's back this up as we talk to our TDSP audience. Hello, everyone. We're here to talk about the draft. Um, These are our college guys. They are amazing who are some of your guys in this draft class that really stand out that you kind of feel uh, are maybe being underrated or you've just been on that bandwagon from day one?
1: I think, uh, like, you know, we've, we've for a couple of years now been on Devin Lloyd, the linebacker from Utah. Um, you know, it's like on the draft pod. We haven't talked about him quite so much recently just because we've, he's, he's in that weird range where the Broncos just can't get his hands on or get their hands on him. But on top of that, like we talked about him so much in the past Um, but, but he still is to me, one of the most exciting players in the draft class. I'm actually, so, so Carson Wells from Colorado, he had a, he had a great game against Utah a year ago. And so I was just, I'm halfway through rewatching that, but going back through and watching Devin Lloyd play in that game too. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, that guy just flies around. They're they're playing him on slot receivers and he's, he's covering those guys up. He's, he's laying out Brendan Lewis. There's, there's a lot of exciting plays. And I still think number one on that list has to be Devin Lloyd
2: draft pod darling, right? I mean, we were, we were talking about Devin Lloyd having top 10 talent a year and a half ago, long before anybody got stoked about him. He's not going to go top 10 just because positional value and how that all played out. But I mean, if you're talking about guys that you just want to, I want to put my name on him and and bank that he's going to pan out. Devin Lloyd is definitely near the top for all of us. Um, Trey McBride, obviously. I mean, I've talked about him ad nauseum. We don't really really need to go into that. We can go into it later, but just a really reliable pass catcher. Hey, shout out to my guy, Tyler Johnson. Much love, buddy. Much love indeed. Uh, Chad Muma of Wyoming, though. Another linebacker. Kills me to say it as a CSU guy, but just really rangy, great pass bridge. Not really a thumper or anything like that when you watch him. You know, you don't expect him to go out and kill guys, but a reliable tackler and a guy that in my opinion, made a a Wyoming defense look much better than maybe the rest of the talent on on the field actually was. But, yeah, he's a a local guy too, Colorado High School. Uh, I've drawn a blank on which one. Otherwise, I wouldn't have named it. But Colorado kid, love that, and and love a a local guy doing well.
0: Hank, any other guys that
1: you've kind of put your stamp of approval or your standing on the table for? I mean, there's there's a lot of them. I mean, we could go Drake London here. Yeah. Drink London's going to oh. be insane. We saw what he did to Colorado, um, and and to yeah. everybody else as well. Six foot five receiver. He's also playing on USC's basketball team out there. Um, Eleven catches per game before he broke his ankle, but that's all healed yeah. up now. That's just a crazy. That's a crazy play style for somebody who's that big, like for for your jump ball type of receiver to to have that come with the CU game. Production. He he does everything. He just does everything. And I think he's another one. He's probably the first receiver off the board. I'm not sure what the odds say right now, but but I'd imagine he is. That's a top 10 pick. And that's just a a freak of an athlete. Yeah. uh, Getting hyped
0: over USC players that ball out at Folsom is actually a tradition as old as time for DNVR. Um, It's it's Drake. London is just the next guy in line. And we just got to keep that. Um,
1: you could tradition a there too
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yes absolutely that too would be one of your guys you can see both of the fellas here big time um college allegiances to the point that you're almost spoiling segment 2 where i wanted to talk local the best prospects you got to see live you know hold, hold your horses fellas
2: um, that's true Devin well, we can certainly. i mean we can get into some guys that are going to go early i was thinking more just in terms of like guys I love but also guys that might be in the picture for Denver which is obviously not the case with Devin Lloyd but that that is the case with Chad Buma Uh, but I mean if you want to get into like Jamison Williams obviously he's hurt but I mean that guy has the potential to be a a Tyreek Hill type burner I think Mechie's going to be really good too I know he got hurt late in the process but those Bama guys more times than not they just they pan out and I'm hoping we finally get a, a revival year for Jerry Judy. By the way, now that he has a real quarterback, real offense, all that fun stuff. <laughs> but yeah. the, the the Bama guys, the Georgia guys. I mean, Jordan Davis is, is insane. I know people. Mm-hmm. I know like defensive tackle isn't necessarily the sexiest position in the world, but I don't know why people aren't freaking out about this guy because we've seen when you have a true game breaker like Aaron Donald, and I'm not calling him Aaron Donald. When you have a guy though that can just consistently create penetration, consistently open up lanes for those linebackers. He's a pretty good tackler as well. I just I don't I don't understand why people aren't freaking out over this dude. He's massive and, and he moves like a freight train. I love him.
0: I mean, a Shaquille O'Neal type presence that you could imagine for the NFL. Um, Jordan Davis, really spectacular. And yeah, Mike Trout, they should draft some JMU players. Maybe Henry can tell us more as our FCS expert. I love that, though, from you, Justin. I do feel like that is kind of um, a big theme of this draft is a big what was a big theme of last year. In college football is the dominance of Georgia's defense, an almost historic defense. And we'll have a lot of guys on that defensive front. Um, that'll kind of set the tone for what this draft will look like early on, but we'll also be like high-end targets for the Broncos from day two on, whether it's a guy that I like I love, like Zamir White. Um, A really physical back with now having signed Tyler uh, Melvin Gordon, as Tyler mentions, um, might be off the board. But Samir White, a guy who you could find late in day three, very talented, but, you know, a little raw because he was splitting carries with James Cook. Great receiving back who would really compliment um, a guy like Javante Williams. Like games, by the way. Yeah, right. Who we really like. And we're talking Georgia offensive guys, you know, Um, and on the defensive side, I think, especially at linebacker, there are a few targets that the Broncos should have their eyes on. Quay Walker, a guy who's been very hyped, Um, not one of my guys, I think an overhyped guy, and luckily might be going higher than Denver will be able to pick. But Channing Tyndale is a guy that I love. Just a freak athlete who's just a hammer downhill, um, and all these Georgia guys were in heavy rotation because it was such a talented defense. Uh, to where you might have a top twenty pick like Jermaine Johnson who had to transfer out of there, um, and you have running, you have star linebackers like Tyndale who weren't even playing like, you know, clear cut starters because guys like Nickobi Dean and Quay Walker were ahead of them. And then I love that you mentioned those Alabama wide receivers which the one loss Georgia had those two dudes were healthy and it showed what a difference NFL high end caliber wide receivers make in the modern game um and just staying on the Georgia train Jamari Salier is another of my guys the left tackle for UGA who, who could profile as a beast at guard um You know, you might not be able to get those top dancing bears at 64. A guy like Salier, Tone Setter, might be very uh, intriguing. But I kind of moved over to the Broncos. Feel free to throw out more of your guys. But you know, we don't
2: with with Lewisine, the Georgia safety, just because we're on the topic of Georgia guys and potential Denver targets. Because I do think, you know, Cream Jackson, he's getting up there. Obviously, you have Justin Simmons, but that's going to be a position that I think is, you know, potentially in the mix for Denver in the second, third round, depending on how all this falls out. Probably not going to see a safety go until late in the first round. So it depends on kind of if they're, you know, you have a run, or Kyle Hamilton, I guess, my bad. Um, So you'll have a second safety go late in the first round. I was thinking Dax Hill. But I I don't know. Like, I like seeing a lot. But again, I, I do think he benefited from playing with probably the best seven college football has ever seen.
0: That's a great point. Um, and Hank, you have, you are a visionary for this. And it used to be at pro days. You, you would call out all the BS pro day forties, but Lewis seen is one of these guys who I, no one expected a four, three um, from this dude. So his stock's kind of been elevated. I frankly love him and think he's like the top safety outside of Kyle Hamilton in this draft. I put him ahead of Daxton Hill. Um, So I don't think he'll be in the range for Denver, but I'd like to hear what Hank thinks on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like him. I I would still take Daxton Hill first just because like just what he does in the slot. Like, I think it's so easy to see him versatility. Yeah. I think there's a real chance that he's not even a safety in the future. He turns out to be just like a slot cornerback. Who is one of the best? I guess early downs you might put him back there or something. But I, I mean, seen is really good too. I mean, he's he's a hitter. He he can do that sort of stuff. I think he had. They have a. I think there was a really big hit in that college football playoff at one point. Yeah. Um. But but that's that's where I thought he really jumped out was was Mm -hmm. in those playoff games. Exactly. Um, And again, and with so many, so many good defenders from this Georgia defense, it's tough to figure out who is good and who's kind of like riding the coattails a little bit. Um, It's crazy. But the guys who who are doing it on the big stage at the end of the year, I feel like that's who you got to bank on. And the same thing with Pickens in there too, on the offensive side of the ball.
0: And I mean, Justin, wouldn't he be like a, like stylistically, he feels like he'd be a perfect Kareem Jackson replacement.
2: Well, that's what I was going to say is he's exactly what you need based on Mm -hmm. the way this secondary is currently built you have PS2, you know, you know, Sertan is your number one corner of the future. You know, you have your, your deep roaming guy that's going to play the pass in and, and, and Simmons. You need a guy that can kind of come up and, and play that Kareem Jackson role. And Scene could do it. He feels very Kareem, ja- uh, Kareem Jackson-esque. I wouldn't say he has the same coverage skills. Like, Kareem's a guy, maybe not so much at this stage of his career, but because he played corner, like, you know, you, you could throw Kareem on, on Travis Kelsey at certain points of his career. Again, I, I wouldn't do it these days, but I, I don't know if Sean has that ability, yeah. but I, I believe in him as a run stopper. And I think with Denver in particular, he'd be intriguing. Would you consider trading up for him if he was sitting there at like, I don't know, late 40s or early 50s? I wouldn't. I, it's,
1: yeah. I, to, I, George Payton doesn't seem like a trade up kind of guy. And I, you I, I totally agree with safety. him. Yeah. Like, I just think that there's, there's gonna be a good player at 64. Honestly, I think trading down is more likely than trading up still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Agreed. And that's where we, we lead to the biggest needs. And you can actually find these on DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh Broncos' exact position of first player drafted, the favorite, so the shortest odds is defensive lineman slash edge. So it's many positions combined, plus two seventy-five. Linebacker plus 300. I threw out the Georgia guy, saw Alexander in the comments throughout Leo Chenault from Wisconsin, which is a great pick. Justin already talked about Chad Muma. Defensive back, which we were just talking about, plus 350. And then O line plus 400. Aside from the DraftKings Sportsbook odds, what are you guys seeing as the biggest needs right now for the Broncos on the board? And, you know, I wonder what running back was yesterday because now it's plus three thousand after Melvin Gordon got signed. Um, Hank, start us off. How are if you're George Payton? How are you playing this draft out? What are you looking at, man?
1: Um, first of all, I think the odds are kind of right on. I, I think at this point, running back, you're set. Right, you can kind of throw that out unless you're going out and getting like a, a sixth, seventh round guy who. Yes. And at that point, you're you're deciding you are carrying four running backs this season, despite having two that should be starters and one. So we'll see how that all plays out. But next year, you might want to have one of those guys to replace Melvin, to replace Boone even. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of out of the picture at this point, I think. Defensive lineman slash edge, I think that's a good bet, just because that you have both a, awesome. a, a Drake right. Jackson kind of stands out there. Like, that, again, fits the Randy Gregory mold. And if that's the type of player that, that Peyton's after, then it, it could line up. Um, I do think a couple of those guys are off the board before then, though. Like, Nick Benito's yeah. probably not there. Um, linebacker, I think just because of how everything plays out, that's, that's a good bet, too. We saw Leo Chenal in the comments. But also, Troy Anderson could go there. Chad Mumma we talked about, mm-hmm. could go there. So mm-hmm. that seems like kind of a hot spot. Defensive back, it's to me more like edge where there's probably one left in that tier, but you're probably, like, McCreary's probably gone um, the from Auburn. So you, yeah. you, You're you kind of toward the end of the defensive back range, but lineman's the other one. If I had to bet, I'd take offensive lineman plus 400 just because there are more tackles there. A. Lucas stands out. Nick pettit Frere. there's mm-hmm. a, been a lot of hype about him the last couple of days potentially being a first-round pick. Um, which is what we were saying before the season, but played Aiden Hutchinson. Um, so offensive lineman plus four hundred, <laughs> gotcha. linebacker plus three hundred. Those are those are good good bets, I think. What's yeah? I mean, you,
2: Hank and I had very similar needs, and we've had these conversations a million times, so that makes sense. But uh, I have edge as number one. I still just think. Bradley Chubb's health is a big concern. Malik Reed at times as well. And again, they don't have either of those guys locked down long-term, long-term. Um, I think there's some intriguing options. Again, I, I think Hank nailed it. I I don't see a guy like Benito being there, another guy that we talked about. But I do think somebody like Maje Sanders from Cincinnati be there potentially david ajabo if he just like free falls but i think he's probably an early second round mm-hmm. pick even with the injury just because yeah. his ceiling's so high but I again think- like that's a guy if he was there you could bring him in doesn't even matter that he's not going to play this year you're just banking on the the future a defensive tackle after trading shelby harris you know maybe somebody like demarvin Leal of texas a&m or logan hall houston um I don't know. I mean, I, I like some of these linebackers. Channing Tyndall of Georgia, we talked about him. Troy Anderson's a freak athlete out of Montana State. I really enjoyed watching Troy Anderson on film. I, I watched a lot of Montana State just because their defensive coordinator came over to CSU and he's a dude that just stands out, but then you you know you wonder, is it just because it's a you know freak freak athlete on the field with, you know, FCS players, would he be standing out in the same way if it was even, you know, like the Big 12 for instance? Yeah, I'd probably. I think he's that good, but I, I, I do think you have to worry about how it translates, especially given he's only been playing linebacker for what is like two years now, Hank. I mean, he played quarterback. He played all over the place. Um, I like the, the potential of a guy that's seen the field like that. So I'm excited about a lot of those guys. Um, if the Broncos couldn't get Trey at, at tight end, which I don't think they can. I, I like Cade of Washington. Uh, there's some Dulcich hype out of UCLA, but I don't really love him. I don't know. There, there's, there's a lot of intriguing options in the second round.
0: Tight end plus 900 is kind of intriguing there.
2: Just for the value, the value, I don't right. think they'll do it. because I, like, I just think whether it's corner or linebacker or edge or tackle, all those positions we just talked about, it makes so much more sense. Even receiver, just given that it's such a deep position group, somebody could slide and you're just like, Oh, well, I mean, why wouldn't we take Christian Watkins here at this point? Cause for some reason he fell, but I I don't know. I I think the defense is the, the much more likely scenario potentially, you know, trading down and stockpiling and trying to land even more of these guys late in the early third, just really going heavy day two and day three.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And I mean, that's the thing about 64 hard to predict and you got to kind of play the board. It's not so much uh, like at nine where you can have more philosophical discussions over. No, they need to go quarterback or they need to, you know, whatever. It's just, hey, 64 and around two. You got to go with what you got. Um, What you got right now is an all time great moment in Denver sports. Justin Hank. Spring game reports, Rams, Buffs, getting you ready for college football. We've got draft stuff going on left and right, um, live shows galore. We'll be recapping it all summer long and doing all sorts of other stuff. Uh, you've got Avs playoffs about to start. Nuggets playoffs, we're in the mix. DNVR bar, popping. Become a DNVR member. Go to DMVR.com. Become part of the family and get it all. You saw the new bones shirt, you saw the new, the new, you know, let's let's rid three shirt. Well, uh, go to the nbrlocker.com, buy one of those, or just become a member and get yourself one of those sweet puppies for freezies. Um, and speaking of sweet puppies, I leave the floor <laughs> to Justin and our good friends at Manscaped.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the bone shirt is fire. It, it's the best out there and Manscaped is also the best out there. They're the worldwide leader in men's below the waist grooming, protect your family jewels, join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. You can get 20% off right now. All you got to do is go to manscaped.com and depending on which show you want to support, you can use a variety of different codes. I'm going to be a cool guy, and I'm going to throw both of our codes out there. Rams20 or Buffs. Support either of us. Again, that's at manscaped.com. I'm going to say mine one more time, Rams20. The other one, you know, I already said it. Um, The performance package 4.0 has arrived, and it's a game changer. This thing is sweet. Um, We don't need to talk about it too much, but I will say I feel like it's a lot smoother than the 3.0. I like that it is intense comes with the weed whacker, which is great for your ears and nose. I am 26 years old, almost 27. Guys, I'm starting to get nose hairs. It's Starts. disappointing. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's only going to go downhill from here. But I know that my That's friends true. over at Manscaped are hooking me up with the nose trimmer. I love it. And it's, it's super easy. The, the nice thing about Manscaped products, you know, it's nice for, for dumb dudes like me that can just plug it in. You charge it up. You use it. You're good to go. It's waterproof. It's got a 4K LED spotlight. I mean, what more do I need to say? Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code RAMS20 or BUFFS at manscaped.com. Go do it now. Again, 100% waterproof. Um, you can just make yourself ready for summer. I mean, guys, it's, it's getting hot out there. I don't, I don't need to explain how that one works. Gets hot. want to be nice and clean. Use the crop preserver, the ball reviver, they got everything you need for ball hygiene for keeping your boys nice and trim. Manscaped.com, Rams 20, or Buffs. There
0: was real passion and depth in that read. That mm-hmm. was outstanding. And he
2: added Use to his these own spot. I don't want to get too yeah. personal, mm-hmm. but like, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I do recommend all of these products. They're true.
1: great. That's why you said the razor is smooth and not anything
2: else is smooth, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Um, well, something else you have to use the product but again there you go DraftKings you think- Sportsbook,
0: DraftKings sports always the king number one i do feel this is a unique opportunity of the year with the draft to really get in on these props be savvy be smart and nail them all got a piece coming up about some of our favorite draft props excited about that and uh yeah right now new new users that sign up uh, can get in on the official sports betting partner of the NBA bet $5 uh, to win $50 in free bets um you get 150 no 100 M- 150
2: 150 i can't pew, read
0: pew, pew, pew. i'm exhausted from my draft prep um but it's phenomenal you can just uh, it's it's a gajillion opportunities that you can find on draftkings sportsbook Yaya, yeah, yeah. could you hit me with a disclaimer, please? My... Oh, yeah. You must might not be. <laughs> i the top
2: DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. New users can place a bet of $5 on first-round action. Get up to $150 in free bets instantly. That means no matter the outcome, you are going to get $150 in free bets. That's what DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, must be 21 or older. Colorado only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh,
0: there goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. That's, that's how I felt <laughs> as Justin took over there and did that. Um, phenomenal stuff. So Justin, Hank, you guys aren't just uh, draft analysts, but you are journalists who cover the Rams the buffs it's it's your full-time job your boots on the ground at all times um so i want to make this segment all about you and uh the teams you cover and the teams you the opponents you've been able to see from a draft perspective justin gets to start because he clearly has the most high-ranking profile um prospect locally with trey mcbride of course What's the buzz um, for Trey around Fort Collins these days, Justin? What are you looking at? Um, and yeah, then I, I'd love to hear who your who the best prospects you got to see live over the years are that are draft eligible on Thursday.
2: Yeah, I mean at this point everybody's stoked for Trey. Um, they're going leading into his pro day. There was a lot of anticipation, a lot of build up, what type of forty he was going to run. Ended up running a four five five. I was really funny. I mean, he ran it on his first attempt and you know he announced he wasn't gonna run again after that. And all the NFL scouts were like, we're good. Like, literally don't give us a reason to to not love you. We saw what we needed to see. At this point, it's you know, is he gonna be a first round pick or not? And Draft Kings has that at plus four fifty. He's the overwhelming favorite to be the first hand off the board at minus four fifty. I, I there's some smoke lately. Uh, PFT, Benjamin Albright as well have both been talking about the Bengals being really interested in him at 31. So maybe he goes in the first round. That would be epic. Um, just really cool for the program, obviously. Uh, John Mackey Award winner, best tight end in the country, first ever at CSU, second national award winner. I mean, that's huge, you know, especially given how brutal the last couple of years is. He's just one of those guys that meant a lot to the program. And now he's going to be a guy that you know, no matter where he goes, you're gonna see a lot of those jerseys in Fort Collins, very similarly to you know, Josh Allen. And I mean, Wyoming has just adopted the Buffalo Bills. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you go up there now and, and Broncos games aren't even on. It's it's Bills games, it's bars paying like extra money to hit the Bills games. Kinda cool, kinda weird, but <laughs> Trey's awesome. I, I've rambled a lot on him, so I'll move on. But some of the best guys that I got to see CSU go up against, um, most of them. They yeah, they really they really tore up my Rammies, but that's okay. Uh, starting quarterback Carson Strong, who just put on a show. Yeah, uh, Broncos no. GM George Payton was in attendance for that. At some points, I wondered, you know, maybe he would take a flyer on Carson's arm. Oh. Now that they got Russell Wilson, doesn't really make a lot of sense. But look, Carson, you got some questions about his mobility. Uh, you got some questions about his health with you know a couple of knee injuries in his career. But he's got, in my opinion, probably the best. Just like raw arm talent of anyone in this draft, there's a couple of guys that can really sling it. I mean, Malik Willis can throw the hell out of the football too, but yep. his uh, his deep ball is very pretty. And seeing him and Romeo Dubs, wide receiver, who I like a lot as well in person, was a ton of fun. We already talked about Chad Muma, a really rangy linebacker right. I like him. Right. Uh, defensive end Cameron Thomas of San Diego State. I think he plays in the, on the inside. I, I see him kind of being more of like a Malik Jackson type mm-hmm. role than like a
1: defensive mm-hmm.
2: end um kind of making yeah. an impact on the in the run game but i really like him a lot and he's a guy that could potentially be sitting there in the second round would love denver to take a flyer on him and then some other guys i'll just throw out real quick uh khalil shakir wide receiver of Boise state really athletic cool. potentially like a day three steal for someone yeah a uh, cole turner as well really tall guy uh just kind of a, a red zone threat I'm, I'm not really sure what he is at the next level he doesn't like move super well his route running's kind of raw but when you're 6'6 and, and athletic, you know, you can do some stuff with that. And then a uh, South Dakota State running back, Pierre Strong Jr. And a uh, South Dakota State kicked the, kicked the shit out of CSU in person. So they kind of <laughs> set the tone for what that year was going to be. But I, I really was impressed by Pierre Strong. And it was interesting to see as the year went on, people really hyping him up and it. It made me feel a little bit at ease. Like, well, at least this is like a legit NFL running back that ran it down their throats. But Uh, getting embarrassed by an FCS team home. Never a good look.
0: I'd forgot all about that South Dakota state game. Um, You got to see some studs, Justin, you got to see some studs, a
2: lot of really good guys.
0: Yeah. Hank, you're not going to get, you're not going to have the Trey McBride stuff to talk about, but I do think at least with Carson Wells, you do have an intriguing guy on that draft bubble who should, at least during preseason, you know, be able, be able to fight for a spot in the NFL. And those are always like cool stories to follow.
1: Yeah. Right now, minimum, there's three guys who will be, who should be on training camp rosters um, at the very least. I think Nate and Carson, it's really tough to say what's going to happen to them during the actual draft. I think obviously with Nate Landman, middle linebacker, he, he has a bunch of Josie jewel vibes to kind of put it into mm-hmm. perspective for all the Broncos fans here. Um, just incredibly smart player. And he, he's a sure tackler. The way he gets off blocks is incredible. I mean, he started to, to contribute quite a bit in the passing game. I just went back through the Texas a and M game this morning and in that game, yeah. they just had him play the middle of the field, man across the board, mm-hmm. safety deep behind him. And he's breaking up passes. He's in the right position. Uh, he's getting in the backfield on blitzes. So, you probably don't draft him with the idea of him being a third down player. It's more that one first, second down thumper. Um, but there is at least there's a there's a way to play him and be happy that you have him out there. Have him as a productive pass defender. Um, again, injuries last couple years, and that's been yeah. the issue. Um, the, the shoulder injury this year, the torn Achilles a year ago. Um, And and that's that's the reason why he's he's probably more of a draft bubble guy than a sure draft pick. And Carson Wells is just a a total crapshoot at this point. He could be an early day three player. He could be he could not be drafted. Um,
2: That's so I mean, I've seen like fourth round, like you said, and then I've seen people be like, how do you draft this guy? I mean, he's a great athlete. I think I would take a flyer on him in the fifth, sixth round. Why
1: not? Definitely. Yep. I mean, if you've led the country in uh, tackles for loss per game in twenty twenty, I think he was second. No, he was sixth in sacks per game in the country. Again, it's six I think he measured in six two and six, eight, six, eights, uh, two hundred and forty one pounds and ran a four five six forty. So yep. just like the the level of athleticism is there. Um the production is there. Um it's it's like you said, just kind of, kind of a crapshoot at this point. I think that the X factor for him is that the coming out of the Buffs three four, he played a lot of that either, either just pure like nine technique, um, or, or in the slot as well. Um, he spent a lot of time covering in the slot, especially back in twenty twenty, his his best season. Um, right. So. He, I wouldn't be surprised if he's more of an off the ball linebacker in the NFL. If you wind yeah. up playing him in like either like just a four three defense on the strong side would probably make some sense, yeah. or or also uh, in some sort of three four. I think there's a lot of versatility there, um, but. Crazy, just straight up X factor. And then Kari Kutch is the last guy who is is in the conversations. He's he's the guard last year. He's been their best offensive lineman for a couple seasons now. Um, terrible offensive line though. And to be blunt, like he was not coached well. And uh, that's that makes it tougher to make this step. Uh, at the same time, I mean, the Buffs have had. I guess they didn't have an offensive lineman drafted last year, they had an offensive lineman drafted and and Will Sherman the year before that, and then Arlington Hambright. Now, now that I think of it, 22. No, it wouldn't have been 21, 2020. So, so Will Sherman was last year and Hambright was the year before that. So this would be three straight years getting a lineman drafted. And I think Kari's been as productive as, as either one of those guys yeah. probably. So, so we'll see how that plays out.
0: Yeah. Um, love that. It's nice to see that there are some guys in the mix on the buff side. And then Hank, he, obviously Drake London. So you've met your Drake London quota. You don't, I know you're, your check from the Pac-12 is in the mail. So that's, you know, everyone's happy there. Uh, aside from Drake London, any other dudes that really stood out to you that you got to watch live as I mean, part of your job this year?
1: The other the other Drake, uh, Drake Jackson from USC. Mm. I mean, he was, they I guess, credited with two sacks. There was another tackle for loss in there. But on the other side of the ball, he wrecked that game. That's another freak. Um, it could be a potential dr- Broncos target in the second or third round. Um, so he definitely stands out beyond that. Um, you know, Daniel fall, he's, he's a big dude. Um seeing him out For there sure. playing Redumbra, the buffs. That's a, a, just a monster of a man, but you don't really need me to say that. Like he's 400 pounds. Not sure. Yeah. I, I don't think the Broncos should take him. I'll say that. I don't just doesn't fit the scheme, the zone blocking, all that. Um,
0: but it's impressive to watch a man like that on a football field, huh?
1: Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Green, uh, he, he had a good day. There were some battles between yeah. him and Carson, actually, um, in in that game. Um, but, but Kenyon Green, offensive lineman from Texas A&M, probably a guard, spent most of last season playing tackle, though. Uh, probably going too soon for the Broncos. But if he did slip it's just so hard to see them trading up for a guy you project on the interior. So that's not really a Broncos target. Um, Isaiah Spiller in that same game. Uh, he, right. he couldn't yep. do anything against the buffs defense um, <laughs> except catch a game winning touchdown out of the, out of the backfield. So I guess you give him that. And then maybe that is what stands out about yep. him is the receiving ability um, and would have made him a nice compliment actually plays a lot like Melvin Gordon, but with Melvin coming back to the Broncos, there's just no, no way they're doing that. Um, and you were out in
0: Utah. You saw Devin Lloyd, right? Uh,
1: yeah, I saw him in 2019. Um, okay. so and he, he was doing some of the same things. Um, but I haven't seen him in person since then, I guess. No, I don't even think I saw him at Pac-12 media day. Um, uh, but I mean, he's, he's, he's a freak. Same thing with Kayvon Thibodeau. I, I saw him at Pac-12 media day. Again, you just look at him and you can tell that he's, he's going to be a good NFL player because how could you not when you, or a mountain like that with the muscles that he has. But I haven't seen him play. He didn't even play all that much when I saw him back in 2019 either. Hmm.
0: Boy, blessed lives you're living, fellas. Blessed lives. Uh, Nothing to say there. Mm -hmm. You guys have seen some real talent. Uh, Love getting that local update. And if you're trying to watch local sports on your TV these days, Uh, unfortunately not as easy as it should be, especially for Nuggets, uh, Rapids, and Avs fans. Uh, You know, no disrespect to the Avs. I'm sorry I blanked there. Uh, Henry here is going to tell you about Ivaca TV, a phenomenal new product uh, we are able to offer that is really going to eliminate this conundrum for all you local fans.
1: Yeah, Ivaca TV, which I wonder... TV of? kind of sounds like evocative i wonder if that's ah, intentional i think so i think so i
0: think so you're a
1: wordsmith me. and you nailed it good job yep because there's no way that's like a an acronym evocative you're, you're not Every... gonna slip
0: some mm-hmm. some wordplay by my guy mm-hmm. Hank. okay you thought you would but you're not
1: gonna slip this one by ah. him the, yeah. ivaca is not an acronym. I, I don't know what that could possibly be. Um, unless we want to spend the next 30 seconds trying to figure out what the acronym no, could be. Yeah. You can watch all the Colorado teams you love with IVACA. Uh, They, they have altitude sports. They have at and sports net. They've got obviously like a bunch of other channels as well, but Boom. here, those are the ones that we're looking for. Um, the way it works is it's, it's, it's streaming and it, it plugs into your computer, into your TV though. They right. come and they set everything right. up for you. It's, it's like this hybrid cable type deal that, uh, I mean, how could we not want it? It's only fifteen dollars per month plus the, uh, oh yeah, plus the receiver for the yep. first three months yep. if you sign up using the code DMBR. That's EVOCA T V slash DMBR. There's no contracts, there's no hidden fees. You get access to the Rams and the Pioneers and the Rapids, and the Mammoth and the Avs and the Nuggets, especially right now when they're in the playoffs. Uh, so if you haven't looked into that yet, make sure you use that code DMVR because that knocks it down from $25 to $15 a month. Um, again, with that receiver, it's another 5 bucks a month, or you can purchase it for $250 if you want. It's a great deal. There aren't many options for us out here right now, so make sure that you get in on that. Boom. From my receiver to yours, Justin, Michael,
0: your life has changed because of this product and how you use it in the mornings.
2: Yeah, athletics greens, man. It, it's insane. I, I just wanted to have better gut health, wanted to have an optimized immune system. I mean, over the last couple of years, really just been a little bit more health conscious when it comes to vitamins. My, my general health makes sense being in a pandemic and all that. I found Athletic Greens, and it's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. And what's awesome is it's just a special blend of ingredients, and it's going to boost your immune system, your energy, your recovery, focus, aging, pretty much all the things that you should be worried about if you ask me. It's lifestyle-friendly, so if you're keto or paleo or vegan-free or dairy-free or gluten-free, you're good. Tons of people take some type of multivitamin. I don't like them because I don't like those big horse pills. They taste like chalk. I choke on them half the time. I throw this in some water, sometimes in my orange juice because it's got like a tropical flavor. It blends really nice. Big orange juice fan, just to say no. And uh, what's awesome is it's cheap. You know, It costs you less than $3 a day. If you're investing in your health, that is money well spent. It's cheaper than Hank's Cold Brew Habit. And it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Go check it out. Uh, I'm telling you right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the summer. You know, your friends are going to be having parties. We got the playoffs. You don't want to be sick. You know, arm yourself as best as you can. Get yourself in the best possible shape. And what's really cool is Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com rams or athleticgreens.com slash buffs to support us. Wow. Go get hooked up, arm your immune system, take care of your daily nutritional insurance. I think someday schools will
0: go back to this footage of the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. Check out their Celsius, man. It's, uh, it's the perfect. We've got well-soaked. So sodas a fire, DR by the bar. way.
2: just came out boom they Thanks will teach good. so good
0: our our uh, give and take on these ad reads in school someday uh when they go back to watch this show um also that the chat is popping um which equation gives you the biggest net positive are some of the questions that are being asked uh frankly it's more highbrow stuff than anything the three of us could handle but it's wonderful that the bright minds in the chat are taking that on um perfect transition because as a kind of uh, innocent bystanders we will have to live through a first round of the draft as broncos aficionados and watch the west of the afc west battle it out and try to add picks um so the stakes are high the stakes are high once you have a veteran quarterback and you've got a championship win the stakes are always high on the draft on draft night it doesn't matter what your team is doing what matters what everyone else is doing um gauging the afc west teams who's got the most riding on this uh on this one big Hank.
1: that's a good question um i, know. I feel like it's got to be kansas city uh, they they have the most picks. They need to do the it's best. A with a lot them.
0: riding on it.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. this it is kind of their one chance to add talent now that Mahomes' contract is kicking in, and so they they can't screw it up. That's why, like the Broncos are in a similar boat. You know, you don't have so much capital, and so you have to maximize mm-hmm. what you have. And you're in this championship window too. But at the same time, when you just don't have as many picks as the Chiefs, there's there can't be nearly as much riding on it.
2: They have yeah, nine, 100%. though. It's not like they're the Raiders sitting there with five picks. It's just that the Chiefs with 12, they have so much draft capital and so much of it is early. I mean, they've got two in the first round, three in the top 50, right. like six in the top 100 or something like that. So it's not just that they're going to be able to to add, you know, like one key guy. It's They're potentially going to be able to add like three, four. I, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't make some type of trade up, just given that they're sitting there at 29 and 30. Whether they want to go at a DB or a receiver, both positions, I think they should be targeting. You're probably going to have to trade up if you want one of those top, you know, three, four, or five guys. So I think a trade up for Kansas City is, is very likely. But you're right, man. They got to get this one right, especially after moving Tyreek and like being and taking yeah. the draft capital and basically defaulting on on the plan to not rebuild, but reload and, and kind of shift the way you're, you're doing things offensively. I mean, he was just such a big part of what made Huge. the Chiefs scary. Obviously, they still have Mahomes, but being able to get torched over the top at any point, that it changes the way you defend.
0: It, it completely revolutionizes the spacing of that offense. And I mean, wide receiver was already in need to me coming into this offseason, even had Tyreek Hill stayed because you you could see it last year. All of a sudden, you know, bracketing Hill and Kittle became more possible and realistic because you didn't have Sammy Watkins eating outside, you know, and they had some real offensive line woes, which, you know, I think disrupted the timing of the offense enough where the subtractions at wide receiver, you know, just the whole math of that really kind of threw that, Passing offense off. So now the stakes are even higher. It's going to be really interesting to see do the chiefs load up and value having more cheap assets and more swings at trying to add potential starters to your roster. Or as you're saying, Justin, do they kind of go all in to add more of a premium player in that offense? Um, Right now at DraftKings, their first player to be selected it's overwhelmingly uh wide receiver at plus one twenty, D line edge plus three hundred, O line at plus four hundred, just with Orlando Brown uh, Jr. as uh, contract being up and he's another guy they're gonna have to pay. But I mean it, it feels like all things are pointing. At wide receiver and Hank, fair to say, if there's a nightmare scenario in this draft for Broncos fans, it's Jamison Williams to the Chiefs.
1: I mean, Drake London probably <laughs> scares me more, but I mean, he's got to be gone by then. Just if what he could do with Mahomes downfield would be insane. But yeah, I mean, any of those guys, I would not touch that receivers to take or choose to take a receiver at plus 120, though. I'll say that, no. especially just because they have back to back picks. So, they're going to wind up. I, I would guess one of them is a receiver, but do you really want to be? That's like, true. Not you could get, get screwed there just receivers. by default
2: because they take him with the second pick.
1: Exactly. It's, it's advice. Yeah. So, if you wind up like, unless you really think they're taking two receivers, there's a 50 50 chance they're going to put the card in in whatever order. But I really don't think they move off those picks. Just, I mean, especially when we talk Ooh. about the contracts, what you want is that fifth year option. And, and the way that they are sliding right. in right there. That fifth year option so valuable, and just sneaking up into the end of that first round is they snag it and whatever they are 29 and 30. I, I really yeah. think that you just hold on with both of those because it's they have holes, they have a hole at receiver. They that even Travis Kelsey's getting old. You probably wouldn't use a first round pick to, on his replacement, but it, you got to start patching things up there somewhere. Uh, Clyde, going in Kansas you,
2: City would kill me, it would absolutely yeah. kill me. It'd be great Another for him, a- and a- I would S- love it, man. and the chance to play with Mahomes and an Andy Reid offense. Like, I love everything about that for him. But for me, selfishly, individually, as a Broncos fan sitting in the stands with Chiefs fan relatives, like Trey McBride scoring against Denver would just be—I I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd just sit there like emotionless and, and conflicted. Sorry, that's a complete side tangent that had nothing to do with any of this. Like, go, go ahead. Hank. Yeah, but I mean, they they're still short on pass rushers. They only have Frank Clark.
1: Um, I guess Chris Jones, but he's on the inside, so he, an edge would make sense. You could definitely patch up the linebackers, like the secondary, without Tyron Matthew. Like, there's just so many places where they could add immediate help. That and holding onto those picks and just
2: loading up on talent
1: makes sense to me.
2: Do they have? Safety I think on it's there? one of that was what came out to me, just with Tyron Matthew no longer being yeah. in the picture, Daxton, and no. where they're at, because I think there's a yeah. With Dax Hill sitting right there from Michigan. And I think there's a pretty, like, I like the depth of receiver and corner. I, I do think there are going to be some options day two, but I also think there's a pretty steep drop off after, you know, like the top four or five guys. And I, I just think with both position groups, you're not really going to get, like, you know, the Traylon Burks. You're not going to get Jamison Williams if you sit there at, at 29 and 30.
1: Yeah. I mean, but you go through Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks. So those five are definitely up there at the top. But then, like, how how much of a drop-off is Jahan Dotson? Like, Skymore, mm-hmm. Christian Watson going to the Chiefs? Like, those are good fits. Like, those, those fit what they try to do, even if maybe they aren't the same level of talent. Um, and then, like, Pickens. Pickens, as well. Like, that's another one where if you like, see him
2: doing well... So while Matt, you gave in our mock was Pickens and and Dax Hill. Those are the two that we talked about. So I guess I fair enough. You've, you've convinced me that a I trade up enough. is not necessarily imminent, but I would still do it because I just I think if you have a chance to land one of those top five, especially given that you lost Tyreek, who was such a massive part of your offense, you need a guy that's for sure going to pan out. Not like, well, we like Christian Watkins. He runs really fast, he looks really good in his underwear. But as we talked about on the draft pod, they just didn't throw a whole lot. Now you're counting on him to help make up for one of the best receivers. And I know they brought in Juju, but I don't. He can go make TikToks with Jackson Mahomes for all as far as I'm concerned. Like you got to go get a legit receiver.
0: It's gonna be one of the more fascinating things to follow during round one, is what the Chiefs do for sure. And I think they're at a they're at a really key point here. In what they, you know, like really tracking a course, uh, a championship route for uh, in this phase of Holmes's contract. Um, and I gotta say, when I came up with this uh, nightmare scenarios topic, I didn't think Drake London being mentioned as the like a Chiefs trade up target would give literal chills down my spine but that is what happened um any other nightmare scenarios that stand out to you afc west other afc contenders because now you get to worry about all the afc contenders baby um i i think um you know like one that the <laughs> that really stands out to me is the patriots being able to add James the williams um giving that speed element and giving a Bama wide receiver, though they didn't overlap to Mac Jones, um feels Mechie quite did. terrifying. Mechie did, and I mean maybe not nightmare scenario, but that definitely is a combo that scares you. Mike Trout in the com in the comments saying, I just don't want the Chargers to draft defense. Um, any other nightmare scenarios that
1: stand out to you guys? Hank, you had your hand up earlier. Um, just like with the chief stuff, if they trade both those, if they package both those picks, they could probably go get a Kyle Hamilton, p- potentially a mod Gardner. I mean, that, that's gotta be enough to get you into the top 10, I think in this draft. And, and, and so really there's just some of those names. If they wind up with cave on Thibodeau, cause he slips to say eight and the Falcons want to trade down. They don't want to take a quarterback. They want to stock up on talent. That would scare me. I, st- I still think they should sit back there, but the Chiefs just adding the one of these like crazy talents would not be fun for
2: me. I didn't think about that. Thinking about them going in top 10, Atlanta would be a potential target. You have maybe Seattle Seattle's. at 9, depending. I mean, there's mm. some vibes that they're okay with at least r- rocking with Drew Locke for a year and kind right of move. seeing what happens there. So, I'd, yeah, that'd be, that'd be worrisome. I'd say for the Chargers at 17... I think just with the way that this draft shapes up, it's going to annoy me if they're sitting there at 17 and they end up with yeah. like Devin Lloyd or just one of these truly elite defenders that's that's naturally going to slip because I think Lloyd's probably in that like 16 to 25 range, even though he has top 10 talent. And, then, and then another guy like Kobe Dean, like, you know, uh, Jordan Davis, Jermaine Johnson, like yeah. they're just going to end up with an elite athlete. Either defensively or like maybe money. one of those tackles slips or one of the corners or something. I don't. Know. No, I, th- they're just going to get no. lucky. It's frustrating knowing that they're there at seventeen that they're just going to have somebody really talented kind of fall into their lap. Hopefully, they'll charger it up though.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. There, um, it's uh, it's concerning, and I mean, Mike Trout puts it great. You don't want them to draft defense. Like take Trevor Penning, and then. I'll be happy to like unleash Randy Gregory and Bradley Chup on, on this guy. Um, it, it's the other scenarios that really, that really concern you. Um, final prediction times, fellas, there's been all sorts of rumors swirling. Cause it's just that time of year and that time of draft season that Trayvon Walker could be going one overall, Aiden Hutchinson, two overall and Derek Stingley jr. Three overall, that exact threesome would have valued at plus 300 on DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sportsbook in all the land. So, final predictions, Justin. One, two, three, exact order of this draft.
2: Oh, man. Um, As
0: we lose Hank. And then lose the Broncos. Get ready. I know. I, know, I was like, <laughs> boy, he's really standing still. Uh, no, it turns out <laughs> so that connection
1: really just busted um, on us. So yeah, he yeah, really dialed
2: in. <laughs> I would say that the Vegas line movement with Trevon Walker the past couple of days is, is pretty significant just because yes. you know their intel seems to be that he is going to be the number one pick went from like in a scale of or a timeline of like two weeks went from like plus 400 to minus 250. So Mm-hmm. It seems like yep. he's going to be the guy. I'm I'm putting him at one. Then I think you know Aiden Hutchinson two at Michigan makes a lot of sense. Although uh, personally, I would be very intrigued by Sauce Gardner. I, I get that Stingley is the hype, um, but uh, at three, I'm going to go Kavon Thibodeau. I'm I'm not going to go Stingley. I I just he's raw. I've been up and down on him all the whole time. I do think he goes top ten, and I would be a little bit nervous. I'd be intrigued. Obviously that 2019 tape is, is just insane, but it's, uh, it's been a long time since we've seen Derek Stingley be, you know, the Derek Stingley, the the guy that, you know, if he played even remotely close to 2019, he's in the conversation for like the number one overall pick. So it's, I I could totally see him going top three. I like that prop. I don't think it goes out that way, but I like the value.
0: Love it. I I do I, I think there's some some there's some realness to Stingley at three. It's Trevon Walker it's that Houston convinces me. It, you know, like... Right. Well they've got another pick in the top 15. So the connections to players are all gonna be a little murky. Who are they thinking of at three? Who are they thinking of at 13? I think their ideal scenario they trade down from three, move up from 13, you know, like they would much rather have five and seven, like the giants do than three and 13 and kind of let things play out ahead of them. Um, so I, I think this Hutchinson Walker is far from being written. I think this, and, and with the O lineman in play, you know, I think um,
2: that's a good point. There's, there's, you know, a lot of Charles cross, a lot of Iquanu hype um, of late, Oh. I like Evan Neal. I, I think people have nitpicked him to death, and, and I get why people like Aquanu, oh, but... it's amazing. Um, I, I just... I don't know. I, I When you see the way Evan Neal just completely road grades guys, especially on run on run block, he's that's not right. like yeah. the purest pass blocker I've ever seen. Like, you know, oh, this guy is but, locked down. But it, there's enough there that you're like... I, I think with the right coaching, he's going to be a really good tackle. This draft's so it, weird, man. Like... We're it's we're totally getting set up for like a unusual. weird trade and then Sauce Gardner going yes, number one, yes. and everybody being like, What the hell just happened? And he's awesome. I, like, I would love that. I don't exclude Malik Willis at two.
0: I think the draft could oh, be no, flipped on its sure. head. And again, I mean Jacksonville, I think to some extent the coach, uh, and you know, Doug Peterson is saying, Let's go O line and protect our franchise quarterback. So that's where the three guys you just mentioned, cross Aquan Will come into play. I think um, the, the owners and, you know, the owner's son, who more directly runs the team, I think they're leaning more Hutchinson. Safe, marketable, easy, just set and forget. And I think the GM is leaning the higher upside guy in Walker. Um,
2: and so, and So you who know, wins in this conversation? That's where it's going to get interesting. Right. Where would you, where would you personally like if you're you have the Jags pick you're going number one, who are you, who who are you making the pick?
0: I, I would go Hutchinson. I think he's the top prospect. I would too, and that's what I did um, in
2: the mock yesterday. Just because I feel like yeah. you can't miss on him, and I feel the same way about Sauce, To be honest, like I I get the Stingley hype, but I'm like you have Gardner who's just been done everything you want to see for three straight years never allowed a touchdown in his career and i get that the it's not the up it's the upside versus you know floor versus ceiling debate and i get all that but oh hank's back hank's back
0: hank's back he did it he's gonna go one two three i get it yeah
1: that's a good question um so So justin
0: one tell him yours justin tell him wait no, no no i
1: don't no spoilers no, know. we wanna, we wanna
0: all. It's we're crowdsourcing this. We wanna share our opinions, and then you share uh, yours okay. with us.
1: Okay, that works.
0: Well, and it's a all fun right, so... recap because I remember Thibodeau at three, and then it's Walker Hutch, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Reverse order was a choice there. Um, <laughs> the, the let's see. So Houston number one. It's what I think it's gonna be, not what I want it to be, or what I would do. Right,
0: right. You can yeah. bet on me. Um, so right now, all the rumors are Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley. One, two, three. You can get that at plus three hundred at DraftKings, Henry. I'm gonna go off the reservation and say it's Hutchinson, Malik Willis, Stingley. That
2: that's what I got God, I love. And, like, that. It's like gun
1: to my head if I have to predict right now. That's what I will say. I just don't um, think they can take him right there. Uh um, I would go maybe. Let's see. They're gonna screw it up. There's no way they just take Hutchinson. Um, I'll probably go Walker one. Yeah. I'll I'll
2: buy yeah, the height. Um, That's
0: the odds favorite. Love it.
2: Then why did you give me crap for doing that? I went Walker Hutchinson. I didn't give you crap. You were like I gave him Drake, Drake crap one. for saying three two one. Oh, I I get you. I thought you yeah. were saying me flipping oh. Hutchinson to Walker after oh, the no. mock yesterday. I was like, it's what everyone's saying. All right, it's, go ahead. Uh, My number dyslexia two. Spikes sometimes. I mean, Detroit. It's got to be
1: Hutchinson. It's got to be if he's there. So if I mean, if there, I'm I 1st I've got to go Hutchinson too. And then number three. Uh, I mean, th- what they should do is take Thibodeau. I don't think they do though. I think they actually do take Stingley. I th- I think that's how it plays out. It's, it's Houston, so man. So it's, it's all
2: on the table. You're going
0: with the odds on favorite. Love it. Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley.
1: Yeah. Is that the
0: Plus 300 odds. That's the favorite. Plus 300 odds that Probably draft should be sports. Get in on that. That's all the latest buzz right now. I love that. Love that. Okay. Final predictions. Who will the Broncos draft at 64? or Will they move up? Will they move down? Who's their first pick? If, mm. I just want to name. And, and scenario if you think it's through a trade up or trade-down. I'll say it's Troy Anderson. There you go, Henry. Yes. I I think it is. I I mean, like the
1: RAS score, that's just a very George Payton pick. I think, like, you need either an edge or an inside linebacker. Because, like, if you take Troy Anderson, then Baron Browning probably goes outside. Then all of a sudden you have Gregory, Chubb, Cooper, Reed. That's, and that's plenty. So, yeah, I I think it's one of the, it's either edge or linebacker. I'm going to say Troy Anderson.
2: Love it. I'm gonna go Cincinnati cornerback Kobe Bryant. Um, I think he's a guy that could potentially be there. I think Sad. he is a step below some of those other top corners that we talked about, and obviously including his teammate Sauce Gardner, Stingley, uh, Elam, McDuffie, McCurry, some of those other guys that you know we really like. But I think his upside is there. He plays really physical. I like how he played in the playoff, especially he was up for the moment. Um, talks a lot of trash. He's you know a guy with a personality, but I like that in the DB when he can back it up. And I think his athleticism, his physicality uh, could really pair well, especially given that he's not going to have to be like the corner here in Denver. You know, he could be like your number two, your number three. And I think it brings you some versatility, kind of a lanky guy. So I like it.
0: Yeah. Which is what he did in college. He was the number two to sauce Gardner, your fave. So, um, going to Marvin Lyle. I feel like D-line is strongly play. I could have gone Nick Benito, too. And Nick Benito, they could pull a Baron Browning on you, where Nick Benito can not play edge, can not play off-ball. You might have an edge bet, but he's drafted as a linebacker. You might have a linebacker bet, and he's drafted as an edge. That's for for betting people. That's a a tricky one out there. This was the drafts, uh, the Denver sports... (laughs) Podcast presented by yeah. Breckenridge and Brex uh This was the draft pod takeover, however. Lovely as always, fellas. As I said, my favorite time of year. So I'm glad we could share it together and uh, tune into all the great stuff we've got on our network now until forever.
1: We out.